0: you love-
1: I worship. You. I worship. You. Worship Even when I don't see it, you're working.
2: You never stop,
1: you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop, now. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working.
2: Online. We're excited that you're here. If you come to Life Church regularly, we love you. If you're a guest here, we love you too. We would love to get some information from you so that we can connect with you further. If you would, wouldn't mind, fill out a digital connection card for us. You can fill it out at the link below, or um, you can text the word connect. 407 543 1423. That's 407 543 1423. We'll send you a free gift by email this week so you don't want to miss out. Thank you so much for your generosity. Life Church exists to be a safe place for people to find and follow Jesus. And when you give, you create that opportunity for someone. Thank you so much. We offer three different ways for you to be able to connect and give here at Life Church. One of those ways is on our website, lifechurchhw.com. You can text any amount to 84321, and you can also click the link below. Super easy. Thanks again. Day of Thanks is coming up November 14th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you haven't signed up to serve yet, make sure and click the link below or text the word thanks to 407-543-1423. Could you also give? We want this event to be a huge success. We're providing a Thanksgiving meal and we'd like everyone that attends to leave with fresh new hygiene items as well. And we can't do that without your help. We want this event to be a huge success for those in our homeless community and we need you. Now, let's join Pastor Brandt for our sermon today.
3: Well, good morning, Life Church, and it is great to be with you today. Um, here this morning, I am thrilled to be back. I'm thrilled to be back teaching today. Thank you for praying for me and for my family over the last few weeks as uh, we uh, came down with the coronavirus. And uh, so we are so thankful for the recovery. And all of us are doing great. We're all getting back to normal life, getting back to regular things, and uh, which is so great after being quarantined for, uh, it seemed like forever. Uh, but uh, we are I am so thankful to be back with you here today. I have missed uh, teaching. I have missed uh, spending this time with you. And uh, so I am thankful to be back at it this morning. Uh, you know, the story is, is told that one day a beggar by the roadside asked for alms from Alexander the Great as as he passed by. The man was poor and wretched and had no claim upon the ruler, not no right even to lift a solicitous hand. Yet the emperor threw him several gold coins. A courtier, a courtier was, was astonished at his generosity and commented, Sir, copper coins would have adequately met the beggar's need. Why give him gold? Alexander responded in royal fashion. Copper coins would suit the beggar's need, but gold coins suit Alexander's giving. You see, Alexander, Alexander the Great here, in this instance, he was displaying and living out of a life of generosity. Well, over the next few weeks, we are going to be talking about the topic of generosity. I know this is everyone's favorite topic, and you always look forward to uh, the times whenever I speak on being generous, um, and I wish I would speak on it more, right? Just joking. I know that's not the case, uh, but, but you might even be thinking right now, Pastor, you've lost your mind. Why would you talk about generosity, right? Now does he not know how bad the economy is and doesn't understand what's happened to several families uh, in our church throughout the pandemic and even in this last week um, yes I do and I, I, I tell you my, my prayers have been with those of you that um, have been struggling have maybe you got those layoff letters this last week or um, you know things are not quite going the way that you, they were going before all this and my heart just goes out to you and I've been praying for you. Or you might be thinking, you know, the the COVID over the last couple of weeks has gotten the pastors' brain. You know, the answer is yes. I understand what is going on around us and what several families have to have experienced and are experiencing right now in our church and in the community around us. For you see, there are many aspects to generosity. You know, living lives of uh, generosity financially, and then there's there's ways that the Bible talks about living a life of generosity in our service towards others. You know, every November, over the last few years, just since we began Life Church, uh, you know, here in the short time that Life Church has been around, this is the time of year where we really focus on this topic, where we focus on this thing of generosity and living a life full of generosity towards God and towards others. You know, there are two areas that I believe every follower of Jesus should wrestle with. Two questions I believe that every follower should answer. and and two questions that we ought to ask ourselves on a regular basis. And here, here they are. Number one, am I being generous with what God has entrusted to me in the area of my finances? And number two, am I being generous with the talent, with the giftedness that God has given to me in the area of service? And then, really a third question to go along with this, kind of a filter for it. You know, if the answer is no, why not? And then ask yourselves, what stands in the way of you living a life of generosity as a follower of Jesus? Now, now this morning, I'm, I'm really talking to you that, that are followers of Jesus. But if you've never chosen to follow Jesus, hang in there. Hang in there. I've got, I've got something for you in here as well. Um, because we're, we're going to be talking about the basis of our generosity. But our generosity, we should live lives of generosity as the followers of Jesus. We should be known by our generosity. Well, there's a church in the Bible that was going through a really hard time economically. The believers were really struggling. Poverty had gripped many. But yet we see something quite remarkable remarkable about this church. Paul wrote to this church. It was the Corinthian church. And we're we're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 if you want to open up to that. We'll be there in just a moment. But there was a need back in Jerusalem. Paul had started this church and there there was a need back back there in Jerusalem. And uh, as well as the need that was present right there in Corinth. But this church... Looked past their circumstances. Looked past the, the, the poverty that, that, that was all around them and responded to the needs of others in an incredible way. And you'll even see that they begged to be a part of it. They responded. They knew what it was to live a life of joy that, that, and, and to live a life of generosity. Let's read this passage and then make a couple observations in, to, in regards to generosity that really stand out. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, let's start in verse number 1. We're going to read the first nine verses here. Paul here writes, he says, We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed. Get this, their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means. As I can testify, and beyond their means, of their own accord. Here we go. Begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. In this, not as we expected. I love this. But they gave themselves... 1st to the Lord, and then by the will of God to us. Accordingly, we urge Titus that as he had started, so he should complete among you this act of grace. But as you excel in everything, in faith, and speech, and knowledge, and all earnestness, and in our love for you, so that you excel in this act of grace also, I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is is genuine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for your sake he became poor so that you by his poverty might become rich." Man, pretty incredible this passage. Man, that this church here their circumstances were not great whatsoever in their lives. But yet they are marked for their generosity. They are known. The evidence of their love was this great sense of generosity that this church had. You know, and here's the thing. Their generosity wasn't based upon their circumstances. Because if generosity is based upon circumstances, then you know what? These people would have been exempt. Paul would have just went on to the next church, you know, in the next town over, maybe where things were a little bit better. And, it, 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 it'll, and ask them to be part of this offering. But Paul didn't just skip over this church. He, he went there and, it, and uh, because our generosity isn't based upon our circumstances. Because if it was so, like we said, these people would have been exempt. When circumstances in our lives aren't what we believe they should be, when when, when things are tough, we tend to recoil in two areas in our lives, it seems to be. You know, in service in what we do, and in financial giving. We tend to quit being generous with our lives. We know the question always arises every year. When, when we talk about these things, when we talk about finances, and people will want to sit down and want to talk, and they'll ask questions about these different things. And, and inevitably, the question always arises, how much should I give? How much should I give? How much am I bound to give? You know, how, how, how much does God want me to give? Well, you know, it, it says here... That they gave according to their means. You know what I what I love about the way Jesus and the way God put this thing together, and, and when He talked, we, when He gave us this instruction about generosity and how He wants us to live these lives. Jesus talks about this and gives a great example of how a widow that gave a very small sum, a mite, a mite, something that that, that was almost worthless, wasn't worth hardly anything. Jesus said that this lady that day gave more, gave more than the rich person who gave a great sum out of his abundance. Here's the thing, for God recognized, Jesus recognized that she gave everything she had. every The little amount, it's not based upon an amount... Because she gave everything. She gave out of everything that that, that she had. In God's economy, it's not based upon an amount. It's based upon how generous we are with what we are entrusted with. Remember, Paul says, For they gave according to their means. It wasn't about looks. It wasn't about, uh, you know, putting in more money than somebody else or being recognized or anything like that. They each gave according to their means means. I believe in the tithe. People ask me that. Yes, I do. And um, I I practice the tithe. You know, we we, we do that in our household. You know, there are those that can make a case that the tithe doesn't apply to us anymore. People will teach that, that we're not, uh, that, that we are under grace and not the law, and that the tithe is under the old law. Well you know what I do agree with them as well. You know, that, that that we are not under grace and not the law. And we talk about that all the time. And you know, here, here at Life Church, we talk about it in the context of relationship and we talk about those things in the old testament and how we're not bound by those, but, but we live in a time of love and grace and, and all that. And um and I believe that even in the area of giving as well. Because ultimately Just as they miss, just as uh, the followers there in the Old Testament, how they uh, kind of misconstrued things when when it came to the law and the way that they were supposed to live, and you know, and equated that with their righteousness and 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 their holiness and all. The same happened here when when it it came to the area of giving, because here's the ultimate principle in Scripture: is that grace goes beyond the law. Grace isn't bound by the law. The answer most people are looking for when they ask, you know, what about the tithe and what are we doing? A lot of times most people are looking for, can I give less or what's the minimum? The question under grace should be just the opposite. The question we ought to ask ourselves is not how little can I give, but how much can I give to make a difference some would say my my spiritual gift is is faith or teaching or pastoring or 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 whatever you know. You've listing out all those things of uh, the the spiritual gifts that uh, we've talked about around here, mercy and uh, you know um, you know Paul reminds us those here it's us that that uh, though there are some that have. Uh, The spiritual gift of giving, you know, the Bible talks about that, that there is a spiritual gift of giving. And that even though there is a spiritual gift of giving, and not everyone has that specific gift, but I am thankful for those that do. You know, there are those that are watching, or those that are uh, that that are there with us each and every week that have the spiritual gift of giving, where they always look for opportunities to step into needs to uh, to give whether it's of themselves to serve somebody, or 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 to give specifically financially more towards a need, or to do this. There are people that are gifted in those ways, and I'll tell you this: Life Church exists. Exists today, and Life Church is thriving today because of people with those gifts. Paul is trying to get everyone to understand, though, here the audience to understand, and us even today, that even if you don't have that gift of uh, giving, that that spiritual gift of giving, that all of us should know what it is to to be a part, to be a giver, to grow in the grace of giving. Because it's all of our responsibility to give. You know, Paul said here, let me, let me read this again, he says, But as you excel in everything, in faith, and speech, and knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. And specifically here, he was talking about giving financially. It's something that every follower of Jesus should be a part of. That all of us should know what it is to live lives of generosity as we follow Jesus in our giving there. Well, why could they give in spite of their circumstances? Here in this church, Paul's talking and talking about this church and, and admonishing this church here, building them up. You know, why, how could they give in spite of their poverty, in spite of the circumstances? It's because their generosity was based not upon their circumstances but upon their joy their joy it's a joy and generous spirit that doesn't make sense because the world and the things around us tell us that when things are bad that we that how can you be generous when things aren't the way that they're supposed to be the way that we think things are supposed to be right Because when your focus is on your circumstances, especially when those circumstances aren't very good, it can, just like we've already mentioned, it can lead us to recoil, to try to grab on and hold on to what we have and not to be generous, to do the opposite of what God wants us to do. It lends us to be the opposite of generous. And then in turn, you know what happens when the follower of Jesus stops being generous? It robs you of your joy. I know I know what it is to have good circumstances and bad circumstances just like the rest of us the rest of you out there. You know, I know what it is like to have resources and what it is to struggle. I know what it is to look inward and allow my joy to be robbed, and I know what it is to look outward and let my joy abound in the area of serving others in giving. I will tell you this, it is much better to keep an outward focus. An outward focus as a follower of Jesus and to live a life of generosity in spite of our circumstances. Here's the thing, a lack of joy. A lack of joy will rob you of an abundance of generosity. And you get robbed of your joy when you look inward and, and stop looking outward. A lack of joy will rob you of an abundance of generosity. No joy will lead to no generosity. But here's the principle and what, what uh, Paul is teaching, what, 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 what Jesus tried to convey so many times is that, that an abundance of joy leads to abundant generosity. And generosity ultimately is an overflow of your joy. Uh, generosity is overflow of your joy of your relationship with Jesus. It's not something manufactured. It's not based upon circumstances. Do you realize you can have joy in your life? even when your whole world is falling apart. That's the great thing about being a follower of Jesus. It's one of the great things there. I've said it many times, you know, as as I've walked roads, not only personally, but walked roads with others over the last 20-some years of ministry, is that whatever people go through things how how people can go through life struggles and trials without a relationship with Jesus. I, I, I Just don't understand it myself because I know it's the only thing that has gotten me through at times And, I, and I've watched that's the only thing that gets others through Because there's a joy When you know Jesus it doesn't mean that everything is great all the time but it means it, it but knowing him brings joy to our lives generosity is an overflow of your joy of your relationship with Jesus that's why we can be generous when the circumstances aren't quite right that's why this church could be generous even when the circumstances in their lives weren't what they had hoped them to be the key to that joy is this because they first gave of themselves Paul said it. He said it. Remember when we were reading it? He says, but they gave themselves first to the Lord. It doesn't say they gave financially first. It doesn't say they gave their service first. It says they gave themselves first. Do you realize this? God wants you. God wants us. He wants me. He wants our hearts. This is the first step. It's the first step in our relationship. In a relationship, God wants you. Relationship is the key. Everything is built upon that. We we talk about that. Everything we talk about around here, Life Church, it always comes back to relationship. And it's even even in this area of generosity, it comes back to relationship. Because ultimately, the root of our joy isn't in circumstances; it is in. Jesus. Paul ended this section here uh, of what we read here in verse 9. He said, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, for your sakes He became poor. He left heaven to come to earth and take on the form of a man. To become a man just like you and me, to to, to uh, put on this, to to go through this world just like you and me. He was rich, yet he became poor. Here he says, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich, become an heir with the King of Kings. Church, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what this world may throw at you, you can live a life of joy. Really, this message isn't about generosity, it's about living a life of joy. This joy is rooted, this joy isn't isn't rooted in in, in things or pleasures. It's rooted in Jesus Himself. You know, Black Friday is coming up here in just a few weeks and I don't know if you go Black Friday shopping or not. Stacy and I have done this for years, you know, going out and looking for the deals for our kids and Christmas and all the things coming up, right? And, and billions of dollars are spent in ads to get us to be uncomfortable not wanting what we have, but to want something else. You know, this year of course is going to be a lot different, I assume, you know, I'm sure the crowds aren't going to be what they've been in the past and everything. But, but, but you know what, Black Friday is coming up, Prime Day just happened a couple weeks ago, and I'm guilty as everyone else. Why? Because I like stuff, just like you like stuff, right? But let me encourage you not to live your life for stuff. Stuff will never bring lasting joy. It may bring temporary happiness, but a relationship with Jesus brings lasting joy. So, you know what? You can, uh, can't, so can you give generously with your finances when you're in dire straits, when the circumstances aren't real good? Can you still be generous? Yes. Why? Because it's based upon the means that you have. Yes, you can be generous. Generous isn't an amount. Generous is us being generous with what God has entrusted us with. Can you serve generously when everything in life is upside down? Can you serve others? Can you love others in that way? Can you give to God and can you give yourself to others when when things aren't what they should be? Well, the answer as a follower of Jesus is yes. Why can you answer yes to these questions? Well, it's because of relationship, right? Because you have a relationship with Him. Because you love Him. A mark of a mature relationship, whether it's a marriage or a friendship, or whatever, it is marked by living generously toward one another. Generosity is the evidence of your love. You know, I love doing for my wife. I love serving my wife. I love giving from doing things for my wife. You know, she just celebrated her birthday. I won't tell you how old she is. She's very, very young. I'm very blessed, and uh, no, she's not that young. Huh? But um, you know, I, I enjoy those times. I enjoy giving. I enjoy doing for her. I enjoy serving her. Why? Because I love her. It's it's a, it's an evidence of my love, and our love has matured over the years. The same goes with our relationship with God. As our relationship matures, then it's that it's that evidence of our love for Him. Living a life of generosity. This may make some uncomfortable, but I believe that spiritual maturity is tied to one's generosity. But it is a generosity that is lived not only in the area of giving financially, but in giving of yourself, serving as well. It's not good enough for us just to give financially and never to serve. And it's not, you know, God, God doesn't want us just to serve and not to give financially. It all works hand in hand. And as we grow in our relationship, when we mature in our relationship, we, 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 we embrace this idea of serving, uh, of, of, of living these lives of generosity. And it's just an overflow. It's an overflow of our love for Him. Some believe that that the preacher only teaches on generosity for his own benefits, and I can tell you, I can promise you, that is not the case at all. I can teach these things to you because I can, without reservation, tell you that I practice generosity in our lives, in my life, in our home here. I am blessed because of learning to live generously. There are times where I haven't lived generously as a follower of Jesus. And I'm telling you, it is much better when we do these things, whenever we do things God's way, and whenever we do live lives of generosity, man, I'm telling you what, God just blesses us. I'm not saying He makes you rich or anything like that. God just blesses you and your joy abounds when you learn to live a life of generosity. I want to encourage each of you to experience the blessings of God as well. And I know based upon Scripture and experience that it starts with putting generosity into practice in your life. It's a fundamental thing as a follower of Jesus to live a life of generosity. The churches that make the biggest difference for the kingdom are churches that know what it is to live generously. Generous in their service and generous in their finances. You know, this church, Life Church, is blessed because we have, to the best of our abilities, modeled generosity to others in both of those areas. People in the school, people in the school where we meet, Water Spring Elementary there, have just been amazed at the generosity of Life Church. I don't tell you any of this out of pride or anything like that. But, but you know what? We never tell them no. When they ask for volunteers, you know what I do? I tell you, yes, I have no doubt, but we will step into that need and we will do this. And we will do that. And you know what? People respond. You know what's pretty cool is people, You know not only the staff, but, but people that go to the school, that don't go to our church, have commented about all the green shirts that show up and all the green shirts that, that are always there to help and to serve others when, when we are called upon. You know, there have been. there's one gentleman that uh, I was talking to one day last year at the school that was like, wow, you guys, I've never seen or heard of a church that has been as generous as you guys. The way that you step up, the way that you have you sponsored events and, and, and everything that, that you've been a part of. Man, that is incredible, church. I believe that's why God blesses this church. It's because our church has tried to model this to not only that school but to others in our community model lives of generosity here in a couple of weeks now it's coming up fast now the day of thanks on November 14th man what an incredible opportunity we have to live a life of generosity before others to love on people that need help you know to feed the homeless on that day to love on people man what an incredible you know why that's going to be an incredible day because over 40 of you have signed up to volunteer on that day to make that a great day. There are others that, that that have given to make this an amazing thing. Man, it all works together when it comes together, and our church models that generosity. You know what? We make an incredible difference. I cannot wait to see what God is going to do. And there's still time for you to be involved with that. Whether to sign up, you know, to, to, to serve or maybe to give, to help, to make make this thing a, just an incredible event. Man, generosity is where it's at. And the churches that make the biggest difference are the churches that learn what it is to live generously and to be generous. It's the evidence, it's the evidence to this community, to Horizon West, of the love of Jesus in us, in you. So my challenge to you today is this. If you are already giving of yourself in service and you're giving financially to God, to ask yourself how and what areas does God want you to continue to grow in this area? How does God want you to grow? How? how where, what area? How much? Maybe God wants you to give more. Maybe God. What is it that God wants you to do? Maybe He wants you to serve more. Maybe he wants you to step out of the out of your comfort zone in some other way. Man, God always wants us to continue to grow. So, how can you grow? In these areas, or I want to challenge you. Maybe that 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 you've never stepped out to trust God in the area of giving financially. You might look at your circumstances, and think, "I can't do this right now." I can promise you, yes, you can, as a follower of Jesus. Man, step into it. Trust His word. Trust what He says about giving. And I promise you, God will bless you. God will bless you. Take that step and step up in that area. The same challenge those of you that maybe give, but never serve today. Maybe it's time for you to step out of that comfort zone and, and not only give financially, but then to step into the calling that God has on your life and to serve others, to love others with the giftedness that God has placed within you. But the ultimate question today is, have you first given yourself? To him, you first given of yourself to the Lord. Have you started a relationship with Jesus? Chosen to follow him with your life, and given yourself the opportunity to live a life of joy. A life of joy. That's how we can, why we can live lives of generosity, when our circumstances aren't quite right. Is because of the joy that we have in our relationship with jesus so how is it with you today do you know him has there been that time is there been that point in your life where you decided to follow him realize that you're messed up and because of your sin there's a separation between you and god and here's the beautiful thing just like paul talked about in this scripture today how jesus stepped out of heaven And came down here to earth and ultimately went to a cross and gave his life so that you could have a relationship with him. It's the greatest thing in all the world. And you can start that relationship this morning right there. And you can experience this joy and you can become a follower of Jesus. There's nothing better in all the world. God doesn't want your pocketbook ultimately and he doesn't want your service. He wants you. God loves you. If that's you today and you want to follow Him, all you got to do right there in your homes is just acknowledge Him, say, God, admit to Him, say, God, I'm a sinner, I'm messed up, and I'm trusting, thank You for sending Jesus, and I trust what He did on the cross was enough for me to pay the penalty for my sin. God, I want to be Yours, I want to follow You with my life. Put that into your own words right there. You bear your heart and your soul to Him as you do that. You know what happens? You then become His child. What well, God wants to, what we call save you, He wants to give you relationship. And it's really simple. He loves you. He's done everything that needs to be done. He wants that relationship with you. Will you accept the relationship that He's offered? let's pray God we love you we thank you for this day we thank you for this time God I pray that uh, you would encourage those needing encourage today God we know that there are those that are going through so much right now but God I pray that the evil one wouldn't steal their joy that their joy may be full because of the relationship with you and that God that there would be nothing that would steal our joy in this world and to steal us from uh, rob us of the opportunity to live generously with you and with others god i pray that you would bless i pray that people would step up lord um as as you work on their hearts that they would step into that lord and make, maybe they've never given before financially i pray that you give them the grace and the courage to do that or god maybe it's an area of service and stepping out of a comfort zone god i pray that you give them the strength to do that as well god i pray that you would um uh, lord and if there's someone today who's never trusted you who's never chosen to follow you, given their life to you. God, I pray that today might be that day. God, again, we love you. We thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Wife well, Church, thank you for being here with us this morning. Thank you for taking the time to spend with us. Come back next week. You know, next week we will be talking about the impact that living a life of generosity makes. And I'm telling you, it's big. Because generosity makes a difference. I pray that all of you have a great week. We'll see you here next week.